In a giant warehouse next to a storage facility, because in the Hamptons, it's all about location, location, location. It's this is Air, Air Hamptons. Hamptons. Oh, with Bridget and Bill. Music. I'm the Bill part of that. Yeah, Bill McCudley. I'm sorry, McCuddy. And uh, music, guests, local news, and two incredible hosts. Until that show comes along, this is Air Hamptons. Uh, yes, Bridget thank you. Yeah. Thank with you. Well, our you one-man band, Jim call. Turner. And you can call me, Jim. Congratulations. Thank you. You're still here with You're still with us. And that was a little romantic, I guess, piece of music. with. I with harmonica at the end. Well, it's like a very fast strip. Because like, this is this is February and we're talking love. What's that, Jim? No, uh, okay. no, we're, we're okay right now without the romance. We, we like the we like the up. We surprise like the, us later, later in the hour. That is Jim Turner. He is our one man band. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got a whole full lineup of romantic people and not romantic people. We're talking about romantic movies. I've got the AFI list of 100 most romantic movies ever made. Well, we're not going to read that all off. No, no, Unless no, you want to do like, there, the, like name 50 states. No, no, in, but there are a couple that'll surprise you. There's a couple of horror kind of things on oh, there. Cool. And there's, yeah, because love comes in all sizes and shapes. Well, I told you what my favorite love story is. Super bad. <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, it's a lovely story. It's not a love story between like a man and a woman, but it's the two boys. It's uh, Seth and Evan. And the, uh, Superbad is not on this AFI list. Oh, I uh, bet not. At 100 is Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah, that's well. Which you, is a contemporary, but there's crazy old stuff me. on there, too. Bill McCuddy, you complete me. No, you complete me. <laughs> How old were you when you first fell in love? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, I, my, mom wrote, my mom wrote a book. Her first book was called Bridget. Uh-huh. And it was a best-selling children's book. I was 10 when it came out. And the first line is, Bridget loved David Stone. The only problem was David Stone did not love Bridget back. That's the Aww. first line. My mother wrote about my crushes. It was um, <laughs> not at all embarrassing, and it made me extremely popular at school. You're putting so, money in the tip jar, which you do every time you mention somebody famous. But David Stone, who's that? Oh, well, his father was, uh, it wasn't actually David Stone. Oh. Um, his last name, his, uh, let's Roger just say. Roger Stone? No, his father was a very famous. <laughs> famous um, Fiddler on the Roof. And very interestingly enough, he and I have reconnected and I've had a chance to make amends for... For telling my mother that I was madly in love with him, with and Tevia's kid, yeah, no, with the actual, Topol? no, the actual fiddler. Oh, the fiddler famous, on the roof, famous Isaac Stern. Oh, um, oh, and yeah, so okay, now I now I really just put my name, <laughs> the name drop jar. She's, but anyway, yeah. So what about you? What was, what was your? Uh, I was eighteen. Crush? She was twenty-one. It's nobody famous, so I don't have to open the tip jar up and put uh, anything in there. Do, you don't. Uh, sure you don't want to put in just the tip. In I there? might have been imagining somebody famous at the time, but uh, look, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about love in in a lot of different ways and and i mentioned the movie thing because uh the woman who actually cast the movie love story which is on the 100 list yeah uh joins us a little later on in the show and we're all about the east end but we wanted to start the show with some folks that uh that are friends of yours yes. and that and are, are all about love and are madly in love yes. in fact they've written about it they've written about it repeatedly we have we are lucky enough to have Amy Zerner and Monty Farber on as guests today. Welcome, guys. Hi. Uh, Amy is well known for her incredible tapestry art. Monty is well known for something <laughs> for, for his psychic abilities and much, much more. And uh, they have been running the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber and published how many books? Over 50. Over 50 books, many of them still in print. And because. 15, actually. And you guys have been together for how long? 
Almost 50 years. Almost 50 years. And we met at the filming of a porno movie that's probably not on your list. Oh, my gosh. What? Wanna, wait a minute. <laughs> is that a true everything? story? It's a true story. We need to hear this story wow. right now. What was, first of all, if it's something Tell it slowly. Say. No, that's too creepy. Tell it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's wrong, I guess. I apologize for that. Uh, that's how we got the deal for this book. That is how we got the deal for this book. For what, something called Southmate the Pale. Soulmate? Soulmate Pale. <laughs> the Soulmate Pale. The Path. It's okay, about being a left-handed Find the love you want. Shut up. It's the soulmate path. Uh-huh. We are soulmates. <laughs> we are soulmates. I know you are. Right. I want to hear about the porno. Yeah. I oh. was playing music in a band that got hired to play at a rooftop party scene at the filming of supposedly the first feminist porno movie in 1974 called Up the Girls. Up. There you go. Oh, my God. And what, you asked. No, I, wow. I, I'm scared to ask. What were you doing there, Amy? So my girlfriend said, do you want to go see this filming? We had clothes on. Okay. We were like part of the party. We were playing like the... Yeah, you were looking around. Long. Looking around everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and then how did how did you like see each other across the room? And I mean, you guys have been together for almost fifty years. I what had happened? been a vegetarian for seven years and swore I'd never go out with anyone who ate meat. And I, I think my first line was, "Aren't these cocktail franks wrapped in bacon good?" <laughs> <laughs> that I'm desperate. not stupid. Anything to charm. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. also. I mean, you're well known for your astrological yes. predictions, and you're you both are astrologers, and you've done this, the Enchanted Love Tarot. So yeah. everything that you do has a little bit of mystical, magical to it. It's true because when I met Amy, she was studying astrology and I was studying Amy and I used to think it was nonsense. But <laughs> like I said, I ain't stupid. No. Well, now, wait a minute. So do your, so those listening who don't believe in this sort of thing, do your charts align correctly? After no, 50 actually. Years? You're not <laughs> no, supposed to be together. We're not supposed to be married to anybody, <laughs> according to astrology. But that just goes to show it's, it's, it's like the spice of life, but you can't live on spices. It's good stuff, but you can't go by it in terms of your but Free seriously, will. it helps you understand the other person. It's a language of psychology. So knowing astrology helps me understand his character and his quirks, you know, even better than you would normally. Longer than the AFI list, by the way. <laughs> what, your quirks? My quirks. Oh, you're quirky. <laughs> me and Larry David are like... Uh, super neck quirk. and neck. Super quirk. Like super bad. <laughs> exactly. We don't curb our enthusiasm. So, Thank you. So what advice do you have, I, I guess, starting off? I mean, from put, your own love story. Oh, no, you can talk about whatever. It's easy. Put yeah. your relationship first. That we, we got asked to do this book by our friends who bought a publishing company. And they were like, now you can do your relationship secrets. And we're like, we don't have any relationship secrets. Well, they said you better get some. So we went into different rooms and we wrote. We both came up with the same thing about putting the relationship I first. I had a family ahead of your job, ahead of, you know, petty things that are bugging you. Yeah. And that's why you never go to sleep angry, you know, because the relationship is the most important thing. That's the exact same description of the newlywed game. They go in two separate <laughs> rooms and they come back and they compare answers. And you did it with a list of Forever 50 young, things. Yes. And they were, they were remarkably similar. They lined they up. Aligned is there like anything the in all of the books that has the same message about love or the same conclusion about it? That's a really good question, but I'm not sure I when understand. When people say that's a really good question, they say I have no idea I what to I say. They're stalling. I'm hoping that, that well, the know, spirits will give me an answer to yes, that. Yeah. Love is so intangible, really, but we know it's the most important thing in life. We know the world runs on it. We know our motivation. is That's the root of it. And I'm a reader, and that's the question I get asked more than anything else, except for people wanting to know where they're going to live in New York City. Yeah. You know, so, well, I get that apartment. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. people want to know about love. They, that's, First question. That's one before of, money. 
Really? Yeah. Well, we always Not say, for me. Are, are, I, I put money. Well, you have love. <laughs> oh, we know the tip jar is right. Money here. comes first, then love. She's that rolling in dough as long you as it's quarters. The, you guys know the story when Eric showed up at my doorstep after we'd been dating like two weeks or whatever, and he was sitting on the front porch and he was like, "I think I'm in love with you." Do you Aww. Guys know? 1993. Aww. Tw- See, he ain't stupid 30 years ago, and I said. Um, my child comes first and my newspaper comes second. If you don't mind being third, you're welcome aboard. <laughs> what a wow. bitch. That's Can a different you... philosophy than put the relationship. Where's this show now and all of that? <laughs> this show is number 67. Are, are, are you, you are saying I'm stupid? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I, I have changed over the years. And of course, our marriage comes before everything, as I'm sure you're, you and it's Mrs. McCudley. Yeah, we, uh, I saw her across the room at a club called Pravda uh, wow. in the city on Lafayette Strait. And she, I was with someone else. She was with somebody else. But we kept looking at one another. And then when we left, my girlfriend or the woman I was seeing at the time walked ahead of me down the stairs. And I turned to Sue uh, and I said, it was so nice almost meeting you, which sounds wow. like a line in a movie. Ooh, wow. Good one. Good it one. wasn't. McCudley. Somebody can do that if they want. So Ooh. then she went over to a friend and said, I've never done this in my life, but give that guy my phone number. Uh, he waited a week to tell me. I waited a week to call her. So two weeks later, we talked for three hours on the phone, and 90 days later, we were engaged. Really? Uh, wow, within 90 days. Go write a book that's... about that, you. No, you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but that's that really shows an interesting thing, that when it's meant to happen, it happens. Climate. I guess, Climate. yeah. Well, but we... also, you got to have a little nerve. I mean, you, you did. Uh, our first double date with the same girl, um, Amy's date, uh, was high challenged. I don't know how you say that on in a good way, uh-huh. but he left because we were at a Patti Smith concert that was so sardine-like at the Roseville Hotel that he couldn't take it. And Amy got mad, and she was this New York girl leaving at ten o'clock at night in 1974, <laughs> walking up Madison Avenue wow. to 59th Street. And I just left my date and went after her. Oh uh, wow, that's Mr. So sweet. Gallant, who yes. was not so gallant to my date, but no, <laughs> but you knew where knew. where the love was. Was going. So, what is, tell us about the, I know you have the Enchanted Tarot. It's one of your most famous and successful decks or books, decks and books. What's the difference with the Enchanted Love Tarot? It's only for love. The book, it's a thick book written just to answer questions about love because so many people ask them. But it's the same tarot? I mean, it's it's the same. Oh, different. Different different. images. Just focused on relationships. Because you have to work on yourself to have a good relationship. Of course. You don't have to work on Uh-oh. the relationship. <laughs> I'm in <that> trouble. <laughs> where's the one? Yeah, inner self. I don't know where <laughs> it is. Yeah, right. uh, okay, and, and before we let you go, how, best movie about love. We're, we're talking about that all through wow, the show. what a what, great question. What do you, uh, where oh. do you fall in love, actually? Some people love it and some people hate it. It's fun, you know it's hard to find something that kind of applies to our philosophy. But have we ever seen a movie where we said those people look like they're really in love? No. Uh-oh. You know what I loved? We're Truly, madly, breakers. deeply. Oh, that is great. Well, now we have to Alan watch Alan Rickman is the ghost. Yeah. Alan Rickman's well, a ghost, him. and he comes back. He and, comes back, and oh, it's Juliet Stevenson. And, and it's really about be careful what you wish for. Like if somebody yes. passed away and you wanted them back in your life, because he comes back <laughs> in her life, and it's really a problem. And <laughs> like, it's no, it, charming, it is. but it's Okay, we have to watch that. But then it's a really good one, and it's before Ghost and the dumb Patrick Swayze. I don't know if that's on the AFI list. Stuff. And when you said love actually, I was like, uh, can you play us out, Jim? So, I've, I've fallen in love with you two. Uh, the books are Enchanted Worlds and uh, 
Enchanted Soulmate Worlds is the new path one. And, and hundreds of others. The hundreds. Yes. Amy Zerner, Monty Farber, theenchantedworld.net. Thanks for coming on, what guys. Love you. Go and spread love. Thank you. We will. Oh, they're taking the books with them, of course. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you, no, you can them. take I can take a hit. <laughs> We're joking with you. Yeah. So that was lots of fun. They are amazing. And Amy's artwork is so fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Welcome back. Because Bridget and I have way too much time on our hands and apparently are willing to prove it. This is Air Hamptons. With Bridget and Bill, we Which are one talking. Are you? Which I'm. This <laughs> performance, the part of Bill, will be played by Bill. Bill. Yeah. Okay, and uh-huh. uh, that was fun having Amy and Monty on. They are. They they're, are they're really fantastic. Amazing and and now we're joined by a different couple. One a regular and a new. Uh, yes, and we'll they're, they're not actually a couple. <laughs> But there are a couple Not of yet. people. We do love one another. <laughs> We've got Patrick McLaughlin, Hamptons Chatter, and Douglas Solomon Real Estate. And we have Dawn Watson, also Douglas Solomon Real Estate, and Hamptons Party Girl. So you guys That's have right. so many similarities. Yeah, the chatterer and the party girl must see each other socially at functions That's, all the time. Right? I don't like, get invited to parties, so. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Oh, and you get invited and you don't want to go. No, I'm kidding. I've been on his show. Oh, yeah, years ago. I forgot about that. Years ago, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Jason actually was a, a video on the uh, blog years yeah. ago. Which, which one? For Hamptons Chatter? Yeah, about like, oh, it must have been about five years ago, if not longer. Or longer, ago. I think, wow. yeah. You've both had shows here. Yes. Yeah. I never did here. Oh, no, you didn't do it here. We're, we're, <laughs> I did... <laughs> A, a TV show on that. Actually, I produced. I never really. I was on camera like a couple times, but not because yeah. we couldn't I was, keep him off. What I the, was. I was the voice in his ear. Ooh, Fox News, but also voice. Good Day New York. Yeah, uh, yeah I was there. on Channel Five over there. And Don, you're. Uh, Don produced a show here at LTV. I've had two shows at yes. LTV. Well, East yeah. End now, right? We don't yes. hold that against you. No. How's this one going so far? I love it so far, and I love the set, I have to say. It's, it's oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's very yeah. warm. Yeah, you rarely you. see this set on LTV. Yes, I know. Uh, never. We were so original. Those listening, uh, it's just paneling. It looks like we're in Wayne's World. Um so <laughs> it looks like a veneer. It's I don't nicer think it's than Wayne's World. Yes, but yeah. but it's I, the reason uh, we we have Patrick on for every show, and he's going to tell us a little bit about love and romance love in the Hamptons. Hamptons. Mm. But I really uh, invited my good friend Dawn on uh, for love stories because her story is a little bit different. Uh, a lot of people find love early, um, and you just recently got married for the first time. Yes, and uh, in your. Late 40s? (laughs) I love you for that. Uh, Actually, I met my husband when I was 45, and uh, we were together for eight years before we got married. It's been about eight and a half years. We just got married in June. Bridget was at the wedding. Bridget actually read um, read from the um, Song of Songs. What is it, a shotgun wedding? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) You're very funny. That ship has way sailed. (laughs) A a first marriage for both of you and your husband? First marriage for me, second for him, but um, he was a they never marry again, uh, yeah. as many people who survive their first marriages um, are. <laughs> and um, I, I was a never marry. I was a I was an adamant. I'm never getting married. I don't need to get married. I you know I'm a single solo. I'm a lone wolf. And so, what um, changed your mind? And it wasn't just love, was it? I mean, was it? <laughs> it. I mean, we are partners. We are soulmates. He is incredibly kind and loving and amazing and um, generous and. The, my reflection of myself in his eyes is the best thing I've ever seen about me. He makes me a better person. Wow. 
The complete you thing that you said earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's yeah. from a movie, and this is from real. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so beautiful. So our earlier guest said, when you know, you know, but it wasn't, mm. it was not an immediate thing for you if you guys were together for, what did you say, eight years before you got married? It was totally an immediate thing. I mean, I knew he was my life partner. There was no doubt, but I didn't want to get married. Right. And... Um, so I was pretty adamant about that for a really long time. And then, um, you know, you just get comfortable and you, you get happy. And, <laughs> and I needed health insurance because I'm in real estate. <laughs> but no, it was yeah. great. And we had, um, a, we, but the, the important thing is it wasn't just a, a wedding. Right. It's not, it's a marriage. It's a life. It's a partnership. It's, it's trust and uh, unconditional love. And I think that that's, you know, I found it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you know the comedian Greg Giraldo's line about uh, soulmates? No. Because there's proof in, in Siegfried and Roy because the only two gay lion tamers found one another. There's only two of those in the world, and they, they met. That's pretty uh, funny. Well, I want you to stay, Dawn, um, and I want— Patrick, to talk a little bit about romantic places on the you, East You got End married because, in Vermont, which is very... Didn't you get married in Vermont? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. Social media, I saw Ke that. Well, Killington, and I just saw it because we were just there I again. I love yeah. Killington. Me too. I haven't been there in a long time. I have yeah. to go. Come oh, join us. Come I would love us. to. Come I would love to. Yeah. Uh, yay. Hello. Yeah. And, but I mean, How are the sheets? You have good sheets. Oh, my God. Oh, I keep yeah. shutting my you phone off. You did shut it off. I and I, like, this is now a running gag. we prove it every day. I swear to you, I put it on airplane Patrick McLaughlin's phone goes off every time and an angel gets its wings. And I put it... I shut it off on my watch and everything else. Anyway, romantic Wait, places. Yeah. So let's kind of, you know, and in jump Dawn in. You guys yeah, all, like, everybody. The, so the, I was going to start my way out in Montauk and okay. like ignore Liar Saloon. I, didn't, I think that place closed anyway. <laughs> I but, think so. Yeah, I don't but, even know what that is. Oh, you don't want to know. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> You'll find love there for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would have. <laughs> oh, you would have. Mm, no, but I, I think like uh, Scarpetta at Gurney's is probably one of the most romantic places to have dinner on the East End. You know, ocean views, yeah. all glass, the fire, they have the, you know, the contemporary fireplaces. Yeah. Scarpetta has a place in the city. And then when Gurney's did its big makeover and buff up, yeah. uh, they It's amazing to me there in. aren't more places on the water to eat. It's really hard to get a place with a water view. Remember Sapori de Mare, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. now... Just a grass. Park, right. A park. <laughs> a park. Gatsby, it's wonderful. But. Dan Gatsby joins us in, uh, in just a little while, and that was B. B. Smith's. Of course. Famous in I mean, Sag beautiful. Harbor for years, and that was waterfront. But you're right. It's very, it's hard it's very to find difficult waterfront. out here. And you would think there'd be millions of them. There, there, there are a no few, but most of them close for the winter because they're not insulated right. or winterized or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Like there's, you know, there's Beacon in Sag Harbor. Right. Uh, and there's... Um, uh, no, Not Docks. What's, what's the one in East Hampton? Uh, why don't on the water, the yeah. Gigi's thing now. The no, 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 no. Why might my brain fried? Bill Cat. That fried. was beast. No, ah. that's that's Sagar. No, what's the one? They've one in East Hampton and one on the water. Are they the best. Boswicks. Boswicks. Oh. Thank you. Duh, duh. <laughs> yeah, when you think romance, you think chowder. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess it's all, and of course the sunsets there are gorgeous. So that, is that awesome. what, so let's talk about the ingredients of a romantic, romantic yeah. sort of place. Warm, water, cozy, nice. fire. Yeah. yeah there's, different, there's different factors I think that make a good romantic restaurant. You Sunset, know. beach. You at, know, like uh, Murph's not romantic. Murph's <laughs> you just haven't had enough to drink, exactly. my friend. <laughs> you can, you can have, find love at Murph's too. I find love at Murph's. It can be expensive there though. Uh, <laughs> North Sea Tavern, another place you want to find love. Uh, you know what is actually, I think, is a kind of romantic what? place is the 
page at 63 Maine has yes. that little back room with all the plants and stuff. The gazebo so, kind yeah, of Yeah, the thing, gazebo yeah. thing. So in the spring, it's actually, I think that's a really romantic little place. Doesn't that back up to Murph's other It does, actually. That's why I thought of it. That's all why I roads it. come back to Murph's. All roads uh, Bridgehampton Inn's another great one. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's you know, big overstuffed chairs, a fireplace, mm-hmm. and, and very cozy and yeah. warm on the inside. And that's that's one. I shot a wedding there once when I was still doing photography. Oh, cool. And it, in the courtyard, it was stunning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so romantic. So Everybody does there? want to get married in the Hamptons, or I mean, a lot of people in the New York area. Yeah, they do. Oh, Wolfer is a big, a big wedding venue. Wolfer, yeah, that's yeah. romantic. And Cece is a big wedding. Actually, I'm invited to a wedding there in the spring. Well, you got married there. I did. When it, I did. Before was it was East Hampton Point? Yeah, it was, when it was East Hampton Point. The theme was, what's love got to do with it? So, oh, really? It, yeah, really? I thought that was a great theme. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, Patrick. I am the most gullible person. A kid once said to me, hey, Bridget, it's says gullible on the ceiling and I swear to God I was like where where uh, so funny up. but it's not you know gullible's not in the dictionary is that true oh, <laughs> you okay, had it for a second. he's got me again I hope you've enjoyed the last <laughs> appearance of Patrick McLaughlin <laughs> as Hamptons chatter no. no anyway but so what what are some other places that are romantic in the Hamptons because we're talking about have what? you been oh, to Fauna in West Hampton Beach? Fauna oh my in, god! In West Hampton? Yeah, it's great. It's flora, fauna, um, flora. cowfish, and rumba are all owned by the same. Uh, it's yeah. root hospitality group. Oh, in Hampton Bay. Yeah. No, 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 it's in West Hampton Beach. It's the old Starbucks. Oh, oh. Wait, Fauna is the old Starbucks. Can you imagine we're having a conversation Starbox. when you go oh, okay. in the old Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were saying Starbucks. Starbucks is fauna. Fauna. Flora, it's I've incredible. been to. Incredible. Stone Creek Inn is another good romantic place. That's my second one. Yeah. Not, in Hampton Bay. No, it's actually East in Quag. East Quag. And right. the, East Quag. since East Quag. we're in that zip code, the new canoe place is kind of cool that just Hot. got a complete, Everyone's complete. talking about canoe Yeah, place I, I was I there at the there. holidays. Uh, I it's saw really you there. gorgeous. Is, oh, yeah. I sat yeah, with you that, there. That's right. Yeah. We went to, uh, they're doing All a series. All roads lead to McCuddy. No, but exactly. they're doing a series of like guests and lectures and, uh, they did a they did a thing there with uh, an old friend of mine, Alan Light, who you know from uh, was on Vibe magazine, and I think wrote for Rolling Stone. Oh my God, he wrote for Rolling Stone yeah, when I knew. Yeah, yeah. they were doing. This is Canoe Place Inn. Canoe was, Place Inn. Yeah. yeah, you know my it's cottages my, and my husband's grandfather built the original one. I mean, actually built it. I don't mean like he designed it. I mean, he was there with the hammer and yeah, nails, wow. built the original one. That there they, are a lot of names to drop about Canoe Place as well from back in the day. Well, I'm not really John. It's, I, it's, Antonio Hansen it's a, was it's a, the carpenter. oldest tavern on the East on all of yeah. Long Island, and like yeah, it? it's, yeah, it's like sixteen forty one or something crazy like that. Someone told me it was, a, it was a gangster hangout back in the day. I don't know if that's Ooh. true. Well, let's try and revitalize that. That yes. sounds good. Bring, that back. Yeah, bring like, back, bring back ga- gangsters, real gangsters with guns. See, we talk like this. Why I oughta uh, like that, right? Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, before you go, favorite uh, romantic romantic movie doesn't have to be made out here in the Hamptons. Oh, although God. a couple of these on the list of I love Jerry Maguire. Oh. That's because we already said Jeremy. Jeremy Maguire. I know, I know, I do love. I, I, I think that's such that. a great movie. Body Heat is on it. Can you know you which one? That? Oh, that's like I will tell that you. That doesn't though. end well. And very few people <laughs> remember this movie with Diane Lane, Lawrence Olivier, called A Little Romance. Oh, Little Romance. Hey, George Roy Hill. Diane Lane's yeah. first, first movies. movies. She's and little... it takes place in Venice and Paris, and yeah. it's like. 
And it, all the two kids want to do is, is go kiss under, under the, br- the bridge of Sai and kisses the bell. I can't tolls. believe my, fa- my fair lady is on here. He's horrible to her at the end. Oh, yeah. I thought you almost said my left foot. No, I'm like, no, no, not that's a very a, romantic. No, movie. my my fair lady. She's I told she you comes some back and he ones. he turns away and says, "Fetch me my slippers." I, I have one to I have one to add, yeah. and I don't know if it's on the list or not. What? First of all, I do love Love Actually. By the way, I love it. I've never seen it. It's so good. But I love Baby Boom. Oh, and, and I have to say, because it is all about a woman owning her own power, not yes. to be all, you know, but it is. She's owning her own power. She becomes a success. She does it on her own. And Sam Shepard. She's, 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 yeah. she's full up with her own um, power power in her own yeah. self in a good way. And then she meets someone and um, Sam Shepard, who is yeah. awesome. And I, oh, I love that movie. Oh, me too. And you know that the, the little girls... Who played the, the it was yeah. the twins, yeah. obviously, was um, Michelle Kennedy, and I forgot her sister, but she was the uh, librarian at the East Hampton Middle School until very, very recently. Holy oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, Diane so Keaton has made a few around. movies out here, and oh, the, most yeah. of them have been romantic comedies. Here's a weird one. Number 89 is Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? <laughs> That, what? Aren't they just, are you aren't kidding they just me? Yelling at each other? Yeah, the they're drinking movie. and yelling. They're drinking and yelling and throwing glasses. So Pump there's hope hostess. for my marriage. Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Okay, so it was a joke. Who, who directed Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Was this Edward Albee did the play, but Mike I can't Nichols. remember. Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols is right. Yes, Mike Nichols um, is correct. Edward Albee, a Hamptons resident. Exactly. We will continue. Yes. That's right. We will continue this conversation. And, uh, you guys should just come on. We should just talk about movies the whole show. We should, we'll and then have that. Jim play things for us. We'll do that for the Oscars maybe next month. There's, uh, there's a lot of movies on here that I'm really surprised. Yeah, I know you're some, trying to play me out now, but I'm actually like looking at this. This is very, very uh, weird. Well, uh, do I have to wait around to the end of the show? Jezebel is 79. Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. Yeah. Okay, the Princess Bride should be way, way, way up higher. They have it as 88. The Princess Bride yeah, that is really seems cute. Weird. Mm-hmm. That, that is. Does anyway. Seem weird. Okay, well, you shouldn't have given me a list because now you know. I'm just going to read. I get it. Oh, man, do we have to wait around until the end of the show? Do you play us five? out with some more romantic oh, music? Five. When we return, Dan Gasby joins us. He has his own incredible love story about the woman who was his bride for many, many years. And that's all coming up with more of. Oh, Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill and Patrick and Dawn and Amy and Monty and Dan and Jim. It's almost too much show. Super fun, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. entertaining it wouldn't be air hamptons with bridget and bill okay uh first but you know what she made a good point let's just read down these top five which i'm really surprised about okay what is this from the afi yeah this is the american film institute and this is a hundred years a hundred movies okay but so the top but these are love stories right all love stories so number five is an affair to remember 19 the original one with carrie grant right carr and then Roman Holiday. Yeah, which, which is, is kind of weird. It's kind of Gregory Peck um, following we'll Audrey Hepburn have, around. There's no yeah. love story. No, I, I mean, know, I know. It's just the, like a stalker, and she and turns then out West to be, Side Story. They West Side Story. Do, is I, will story. I be giving it away to say that somebody dies at the end? What kind no, of love don't st- do that. I'm yes. sorry. Well, in the original, they both die. Gone Jim with the Jim. wind. <laughs> they break up at the end of Gone with the Wind. Gone with the wind. That's I number mean, two. Ugh. And then number one is Casablanca. I'll give them that. 
Casablanca. Casablanca. But again, it's an, it's not a happy love story. Bridget, if you don't get on that plane, you'll regret it. Not today or tomorrow, but someday. What, no, one thing soon we don't and for regret, the rest of your life. Oh my God, our next guest your movie is, like, is, no, I know. Uh, knows all about love. We are so pleased to have the marvelous Mr. Gatsby. Kind of, be, kind of Hampton oh, royalty. I don't, I don't even know how to respond to Dan that. Dan Gatsby, but I, but I will. I will take it. <laughs> okay, yes, take it in droves. Dan, you're here for a lot of things. You're, you wear many, many hats, but for many years, you were uh, married to one of the, what we would call one of the first ladies of the Hamptons, and that was B. Smith. We were talking about the restaurant earlier when we were talking about romantic mm-hmm. places. Uh, but tell us about how you two first met and what being married to her was like. Well, you know, it's so, so funny that you talk about love and meeting and marriage. And uh, I met B. Barbara Smith, at her restaurant in 1987, and I was with a den date. And uh, this I, was in the city, in in New York City. Right. The first uh, the first Valentine's Day that it had, and everyone had talked about this one this woman and how amazing she was. And back then, New York City was more. Uh, wild than it is now. I used oh, to yeah. say instead of it, now it's Mickey Mouse. Back then it was Ricky the Rat and Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> uh, and uh, I came in and I took the liberty of preparing my dinner for my date uh, for Valentine's. And I came in and had all these things arranged. And when she got there, basically, uh, before she sat down, uh, there was a glass of champagne. And then I said that uh, I've taken the liberty of uh, ordering uh, your salad. And a dozen roses came. And wow. You're I, really romantic. I, I, well, I, I think romance is, uh, you know, it's the energy of life, yeah. you know. And uh, I said, uh, you're going to love uh, the soup that I ordered. And uh, back then, back in 87, uh, a, a bowl of soup covered. Once it was open, it was a bottle of Chanel number no. five. <laughs> can't have that for soup. And, <laughs> and, and, but, you know, it was all, After and then the soup tossed, came. Uh, roses, it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. go ahead. And uh, for the main dish, uh, I said seafood is particularly delicious. And covered again was a pearl necklace. And the waitresses and the people in there had seen me come in and couldn't believe that I was doing all this. And they told, they told Barbara, told B. And the restaurant was set up as a square and it had a raised... Uh, bar area and a sunken dining area and I saw her from the distance and I had no idea I heard about her but I'd never seen her and I looked at her and she was in a red hostess gown with a fire engine red uh, bustier and she looked like the epitome of strawberries and chocolate oh my god how beautiful did you just grab that pearl necklace like yoink from your date say see ya wouldn't want to be ya (laughs) I love how romantic this story is for you and B but whatever happened to this poor girl she got a lot of like we uh, got married we had a a child, she actually uh, left the, the me. original, yes, the woman yes, 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 Oh, okay, yes. so you are an upstanding and, yeah, fella. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and then uh, I had a TV show, uh, fast forward, uh, several years later that uh, launched a career, I hate to say it, but I'll tell you the truth, I launched a career of a guy named R. Kelly and another guy named Eric Benet. Oh, wow. And it was called Big Break with Natalie Cole. Natalie was the host of the show. Oh. And my show got canceled two weeks before Natalie was going to do something that 
no one had ever done before. It was she was going to telephonically sing with her father. Oh, unforgettable! The, unforgettable, right? right. And I, I pitched the that. show to a guy who ultimately became the congressman that replaced Anthony uh, Weiner, Bob Turner. He was the head of a multimedia, and I said, Bob, let me explain something. I've got Natalie. We have a five-year contract. Will Rogers said, I never met a man I didn't like. Right. And he's, Natalie's going to sing with Nat. Right. He is loved throughout the world. Give me three, four more episodes. Our show had actually beaten Howard Stern's first foray into late night television. We were number two in New York. Wow. At 1130. At, at, 11, at 1130. Oh, that's amazing. And we were second only to SNL. And he canceled the show. And it was the most devastating thing that ever happened because that little album called Unforgettable went on to become Song of the Year, Album of, of the course. Year, Everybody Soul Train Music Awards, a, uh, Billboard, all of the Grammys. It was like the first kind of mashup. Yeah. And, where and, they yeah, did and that. your show would have had her under contract. I, for yes. five years. I was devastated. I came back east because I was shooting the show out in L.A. <laughs> and I walked into the restaurant and she was standing at the desk. And she says, wow, Dan, I, I, I hear the show is really doing well. And I said, well, it was and canceled. <laughs> yeah. And something in me just said, uh, would you like to go out to dinner or have lunch? And she says, sure. And uh, we set up a time. She couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. And then I came in one day after that. And uh, she says, uh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I'd like to do it. And uh, I, I waited for her, and she had to go downstairs. She came back up, and she was when I came when when when, when I came out. I was in the restroom. She came back up. She was getting hugged by a guy so good looking. <laughs> it made you nervous. I, I would have dated him. I'm not gay or bi. Okay. <laughs> And uh, so this I, is sounding like a repeat of the Valentine's Day. It, it, it literally, it literally like was meeting the next guy. No. And, and what happened was we, we missed each other. And then oh, one, wow. yeah, and, and, and I had to go back out to the West Coast, finish up some so stuff. So two times, two times. And, yeah. and then finally what happened was I was sitting at a little restaurant bar that was a hot spot back then called the Shark Bar. And she jumped out of a uh, out of a jeep. This was the most unbelievable scene. I was sitting in the in the bar. I gave a guy a hundred dollar bill. The, the the bartender. He looked like a miniature version of Mike Tyson, and he talked like, "Hello, how you doing?" You know, like that. <laughs> you, you want? I, and I said, I, "I'd like mimosas." And he says, and he gave me a flute. And I gave him a hundred dollar bill, and I says, "Give me that bottle of Freshenay, which was Cordon Negro, which is you know about the most inexpensive champagne, and give me that, that half gallon of uh, OJ. Uh, of OJ of, of a drop of Canna." And I was making my own mimosas, <laughs> and this jeep drives up, and it was these two spectacular looking women, and that was back when braids and and having you know natural hair was like on the cutting edge, right. and this one woman who was driving the jeep. They double parked the Jeep right out front. She got out, and she was wearing skin-tight jeans with a double-breasted blazer. Ooh. And she was beautiful. Smoking. And then there was this other woman who was, was Barbara, was B. She was wearing these cat pants <laughs> that were white. She had a naval officer's hat on, and she had what I'd never seen before, a triple 
rusted blazer. So she had <laughs> buttons down here. And she had one down the middle. I don't triple, but you only have two breasts. Yeah, but, Why do you need triple breasts? Well, the way the way the thing looked, and she I'm and sure she looked, looked and she and, and her body was perfect. It was like a it was like a perfect triangle. The way it silhouetted on her body, and she came in, and I said, "Hi, Barbara." She says, "Hi, Dan." And I said, "Can I get a hug?" Because I was a little tired, a little hungover too. And she gave me a hug. And I said, that felt so good. Can I have another one? And I tried to squeeze her behind me, and she pushed me back, and she said, you know, your life might take a turn for the better if you uh, you make a phone call. And I said to both of them, well, can I hang out with you? And before I could get it out, they say, she says, no, call me, you know? Oh, wow. So and she then, had rules. Yeah. And yeah. then fast forward, I, wow. I uh, called her. Uh, I said, I, I'd love to meet you uh, for lunch. She says, sure. I said, can I stop by the restaurant? She says, Dan, I can never relax if I'm in the restaurant. Do you have a place you would normally go to? And at the time, I was part of a group that hung out at a place about eight blocks away from her at Cafe Cielo on, okay. 50, on 54th and 52nd and, uh, and 8th Avenue. And I met her there. And she was wearing an Annie Hall outfit. I How can't you remember outfit? all the outfits. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. amazing to me. My husband, like, I, if I called him right now, he would remember what I put on this Best morning. husband ever. Yes, you are. And she had on she had on this house tube. She had uh, sneakers on, white sneakers. She had a straw hat with a big black band around it. And it sat right here like this. Mm. And everyone talks about her smile. But what's even more, to me, bedazzling is her eyes. And those eyes were just sparkling. And uh, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want her to go. And I said to her, I said, uh, after lunch was over, I said, you should come and see my health club. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I, was, I felt like, did you have a health club? Yeah, or yeah. Did you just I, make I, that I, belonged, I, at the, I was one of the first members of the Equitable Athletic and Swim Club that's right in the yeah. same area as Le Bernardine. Yeah, yeah I know right? exactly where it was. BBD and I was upstairs. Yeah, yeah I was a member on the board of that. And I took her to the club. I showed her this new radical equipment called Nautilus. Oh, wow, yeah. That's so how long ago it was, okay? <laughs> and we... I walked her back because I was at um, um, multimedia at the time, uh, up on uh, between fifth and sixth, and I walked her to the corner of Fifty Second. Cats was playing. Mm. I kissed her on the cheek. I walked maybe fifteen steps and turned around, and she was looking at me. You went in for the big and, one. And and oh hope. no no, no? We, we 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 smiled. Not B. B's we got smiled. rules. Yeah. I came back to her and I says I really. I'd really like to see you again. And she says, sure. And we've been together ever since. Oh How many God, years so from the first time in her restaurant to make, getting married and then? Uh, well, she gave me an ultimatum but because uh, we, we dated for almost a year. And she says, are you in or are you out? <laughs> and I said, I'm in. <laughs> well, you were really, really in because you had a beautiful, beautiful love story together and B. Smith's restaurant out here and her fame, your fame, your fame together as a couple and your, your closeness. But, you, and, but, but She but, was the nicest human. She, my mother was a saint. And she was nicer than my mother. Wow. She was what I know I'll never find again. And I say that very honestly. And I've been in relationships and, and things have, you know, gone their ways and what have you. But she was clean. I understand. And when, when, when you have a clean love, what you have is someone that doesn't distract 
from you who is totally secure in themselves, who is not greedy or needy. So tell us about um, the the part that it takes breaks a dramatic everyone. turn. This yes. love story for people who the don't people, know your story, and we yeah. we we have maybe yeah five minutes. minutes. Yeah, tell so us, tell, uh, tell us, us about, about you know the, what it was like um, when when B got her her diagnosis and you became not just her lover but also her caretaker. Well, you you know the most the most difficult thing is, and we wrote a, we wrote a book uh, that uh, before I forget. And Michael Snareson, you know, helped us with this book, that, you know, and, and was fantastic in, in uh, articulating all of the tra- tra- tragedy and trauma that goes along with it. Um, it being Alzheimer's, being being Alzheimer's, it, there are what I call little signs of difference. Mm-hmm. When suddenly, when we could be in a room in a party or an event or whatever, and I could look across the room and talk to her with my eyes, and she could talk to me. And when that didn't work, when I could look and I saw oh, she was lost mm. or she looked bewildered. And this is a woman who. How old was she at that time? Uh, she was 57, 50, you know, like you know, yeah. 57. She had young onset Alzheimer's, which is genetic mm. that, you know, there was her parents obviously passed the gene on and that's how she got it. There was no way she could avoid it. And she, you know, but it, it, it was we never, you know, what most people don't get, there's a bell curve in life. Mm-hmm. Some people always score 100 and some people always score zero. And then the vast majority of somewhere between, in that bulge. In the, right. I never had one argument with this woman. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, five, you know, five different homes, restaurants, TV show, magazine. Lots of stress. Yeah. Lots of things uh, that we, would normally we, yeah, break people I mean, up. Oprah patterned her magazine after our magazine. You know, uh, we launched our products with Bed Bath & Beyond. We did all of this, and we could sit in a room and work on stuff and not talk for an hour or two and just look at each other and smile. And she'd be doing her thing, I'd be doing my thing, and we'd be doing our thing. Dan, can you remind me the name of the book? Before I Forget. Before I Forget. Love, Hope, and Acceptance in Dealing with Alzheimer's. And to this day, you talk about being caretaker and talk and give lectures and, and interviews. Yeah. A lot of people uh, need help with this. Well, caretake, you know, the caretaking became even more pronounced with COVID. COVID raised the standard of understanding that we all have a situation where sooner or later, you're going to have to either be cared for or you're going to have to care for somebody. Right. And we had that in mass. And so it became more important now than ever uh, to understand what goes along with caretaking. And one of the key things that goes along with that is loneliness. Yes. It's good to have support groups for caretakers It's good. It's as good well. To, well, right? you know, everybody goes to the coach. Who does the coach go to? Right, right, exactly. You know, the president of the United He's States. Nine one one call. Yeah, yeah, the M, no. You know, yeah. You're sitting in a room and you you've got everything in the world, but who do you talk to? Exactly. And, and and we have to learn that you have to have that ability to lean on something and someone, and to be able to get honesty, clarity, and try to synthesize it into how you're going to move forward. Wow. That's Dan, amazing. That's and an amazing a true story. love story. Great Dan love Gaspi, story. thank you so yeah, much Dan, for joining us. My pleasure. Come back anytime. Anytime. Well, we would love to hear more about this. Jim, play us out with something a little romantic. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the woman who actually cast the movie Love Story. 
And she has a, 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 another kind of love story to talk about with, uh, with a pet, which is also a real kind of love. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Thanks for being on. Thanks, Jim. That felt romantic. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> talking about, it's February and we're talking about love stories and you've got the, the story to end all love stories. Well, on the AFI list of 100, uh, at number nine from 1970 is Love Story. And the woman who worked for Paramount and cast it has written a book, a different kind of love story. She'll tell us about that. But she actually helped cast this motion picture. And I had the chance to talk to her the other night. Take Andrea Eastman. Yeah. Andrea Eastman has kind of a love story of her own with a golden retriever named Trooper, and that's uh, inspired a book called Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel that Susan McCauley authored. I had the pleasure of going to a book party for that the other night, and Andrea joins us now on the show. Welcome, Andrea. On your show. Well, uh, hold your applause till the end. Listen, the reason I was telling Bridget about you is that uh, before you were the inspiration or your dog was the inspiration for this book, you were in Hollywood and an agent and before that a casting person on probably the most iconic love story called Love Story with uh, Ally McGraw and Ryan O'Neill. Were those the two people originally that uh, the studios wanted for that uh, Eric Siegel book? Um, that book actually was bought for Allie. It was after Good, you know, Goodbye Columbus, and um, and we tested people to play. Um, oh my God! I just spaced. Oliver, the guy, her her love interest. Well, her husband, you know. Um, yeah. Robert Evans was the producer running Paramount, who probably wanted to put the whole deal together. Well, Robert Evans loved it, and um, I was I worked for Paramount. My my title was. Head of casting for Paramount. This is a long time ago. I had two assistants, and I made three hundred dollars a week. I thought it was fabulous. Um, and so, the, the the book was bought for her. It was actually a script before it was a book. And I had a very close relationship with Charles Budorn, who owned the company, and he was on the fence whether or not to buy it. And I finished reading the script in my office, and I called Bob, and I was sobbing. And he said, "You have to go see Charlie this minute." while you're crying. I said, okay. So luckily I was able to get in and I said, Charlie, we have to make this movie. So Bob Evans was the big champion of Love Story. I mean, of course, you know, he really believed in it and um, and I really believed in it because it was amazing. And it was, Allie was always set to play um, the lead and, um, and we tested a lot of actors and Ryan, you know, it was before people were using somebody from television. It was kind of, oh my God, he starred in Peyton Place. Can we put him in a movie? But his test was so amazing that he got the role. Talk about a stigma that just isn't true anymore. Television to movies is done almost seamlessly these days. Tell me this, can you, can you cast chemistry or do actors have to have it? You can't cast chemistry. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. 
And these two did. And that was a it was a huge hit, even though no one thought it was going to be right. They couldn't get a director for a long time. That's true. Um, Larry Pierce was offered it, um, who directed Goodbye Columbus. And, and Arthur Hiller, who um, I had done another, I'd done the Out of Towners for Arthur. And we were pretty close. And I go, Arthur, this, this is such a beautiful story. You, you're the perfect person to do it. So it was, it was quite a family at Paramount in those days. It was, it was really quite special. Why do you think love stories are the core to almost every motion picture that gets made? Because I think everybody's looking for that perfect person. And I think everyone wants love. And, you know, why are, why are love songs written? Why are, why are there so many sad love songs written? Everybody, I mean, everybody wanted to feel that kind of love that was portrayed in that film. In fact, I was going with somebody, and after watching the first cut of Love Story, I broke up with him. <laughs> really? Where is he today? Oh, I don't know. It's a long time ago. Well, we've arranged a special surprise. Joining us now on the... No, I'm kidding. Uh, And then you also worked on The Godfather, which is obviously legendary and was just uh, the basis, the making of it, uh, for the offer which uh, Paramount Plus had. And someone portrayed you. Were you happy with that portrayal in that series? Well, I think she did a good job. She wasn't allowed to talk to me before. So... Frankly, the, I went to the premiere in L.A., and um, when I'm introduced, I'm very officious, I think, the first time I'm introduced. And I meet Mario and Francis in this series, and um, and I say, well, the, the studio will never go for Brando, which is true. They didn't want Marlon Brando because he was cold and he was expensive. And so I went through my list, and Danny Thomas, who I respect as an actor, but not for The Godfather. So I said, and so I gave them my list, and Danny Thomas was on my list in the opera, and I almost stood up at the premiere and said, I would never suggest Danny Thomas to play The Godfather. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, a lot of Al Ruddy, there was a really incredible relationship between Columbo, that of the mafia, and, and Al Ruddy. So a lot of that was, was accurate. Yeah, I know a lot of has been made of that, the fact that it couldn't have gotten made without the permission of all the unions and that that did involve the five families or whoever and that they weren't allowed to use the word mafia in it. Uh, but let's talk a little bit another, about another love story, which is the, the one that you had with the dog called Trooper, which is the inspiration for this book. Tell me and tell us about what you were going through and, and how Trooper sort of helped you. Um. Well, I had to have open-heart surgery, which is not really a walk in the park. And so this golden retriever, I, I've had many, many dogs, but I don't know. This dog was, I don't know. He was very special. He was very intuitive. He had a great sense of humor. He was he's probably my soulmate, and unfortunately, he passed away in January. But Trooper was, the, the hotel was only a quarter open because of COVID. And Trooper used to love to carry his leash in his mouth and he would prance around the hotel. He'd go behind the desk in the morning and everybody would go, good morning, Trooper. (laughs) But he just was, this is not a good image, but what happened was after open heart surgery, you don't walk so well right away. So I would have a walker and I'd walk around the lobby. That was my walk, which was beautifully decorated for Christmas. And Trooper would carry his leash and he would walk step by step with me. And if 
I stopped, he would stop and look up, and the whole hotel fell in love with him. And, um, I mean, he just was, he was the most intuitive, loving, special creature that ever lived. And I, I frankly cry every day over him because there'll never be another dog like Trooper. Well, we were talking all about love in this hour, in this uh, edition, and we haven't talked about pets that much. So this is, you're, you're a marvelous uh, addition to that conversation. Uh, look, you're a, you're, you cast, you, you represented people like uh, Sylvester Stallone, who I know is a big fan of Troopers. It's one of the blurbs in the book. Uh, if this illustrated book became like a movie, who would be the voice of Trooper? I think Sam Waterston. Oh, really? Really? From Law and Order. I know him so, so many years, and he's warm, and he has an incredible voice. He's such a warm person. And you hear his voice when you look at pictures of Trooper? Well, I never thought about it before, (laughs) but I think he could be a voice. Um, You know, it has to be somebody with heart and soul, because this dog had such heart and soul, and bravery. I mean, he was, he was a very stoic dog. He just was, he was an incredible dog. I, I, please forgive me if I do this on your interview. I started at Paramount Pictures in New York, and then I moved to California and became an agent. Right. I'm sorry, it was, it was the other way around. Do you, uh, is that okay that I... Yeah, can- sure. No, please correct me. Uh, Bridget does it all the time. So the book is called, if I have this correct, uh, Trooper at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Uh, Susan McCauley was the author, but Trooper and you were the inspiration for it. Andrea Eastman, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Imagine this. It could have been Make Room for God Daddy. <laughs> that would have been Danny very funny. Thomas as the Godfather. And then Marlo could have been Sonny Corleone. <laughs> yeah, or, right? or, yeah or, <laughs> or gotten beaten up by Sonny. Well, uh, wow, this, this show's been all over the place. Love stories, yeah. we've had animals. Animal. Do you let the animals sleep in your bed at, at home? No, no. I, I, I hardly let my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. McCuddy lets all the animals sleep oh. with us, and that's a problem because she has a horse. Oh, um, there you go. Well, and back the to the back to the Godfather, we are yes because you, know, you could send a message if you wanted to. The but- Godfather is not one of the fifty, or I'm sorry, one hundred AFI movies. <laughs> but we've been talking about everything romantic. Yes, we have, and we've had amazing guests. That was Andrea Eastman. We were listening to. She Dan said chemistry Gatsby. can't be cast. So uh, we must got. Hey, we got it. In <laughs> shut up, you. We'll know if we're back <laughs> next month, and if we are, uh, please join us on little something we call Air Hamptons with Bridget and Bill. Because no one else can tolerate us. <laughs> See, I can come up and with because things Because LTV the has the space, and uh, we're, um, we've got a barn. Let's put on a show. Ex- let's listen to hear what this ha- says. No, we can't. No, oh, my not, God. Not, okay, never no, mind. The gun. That's nice. <laughs> yes, this show's been brought to you by the NRA. Uh, <laughs> no, it hasn't. Hey, thanks it for has listening. Not. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Jim, would you bring Jim us out? Jim, us out.